What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live Label Free. As always, bring you incredible guests from all over the world. So sit back, relax, and tune in. My next guest is a personal trainer, a former Royal Marine commander, an entrepreneur, and founder of Dubai's number one fitness studio called Boxica. Please welcome Cyrus Rustam. Cyrus, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. I'm really excited to get into this. Yeah, me too. And I love that you're in Dubai. Like, isn't technology amazing that we can connect with people from all over the world? I mean, it has really changed the landscape of things for people's business like like yours. You know, I mean, people can find you anywhere. And if they're visiting Dubai, they can they can come to your studio. I mean, it's just amazing. Um, you have not had a great you've had a little trauma in your life. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, I, I, looking at you, people probably would not even believe it. But so you were a, an elite Royal Marines commander at the age of 16. Um, and during your tour, you got your head crushed in. Can you kind of talk to us about that, about that and how you recovered? Yeah, absolutely. I actually applied to join the Royal Marines commandos when I was 15 and nine months old. And that was the day. To the day you were allowed legally to apply. Okay. And I was, I applied that young because my parents had divorced when I was 12 and I hated my home life. I was with my dad. My dad was great, but my two sisters and my brother moved to the other side of the country with my mom and I got left with my dad at 12. So honestly, I just wanted to escape my hometown and yeah. my way out because I wasn't smart at all with joining the military. And I didn't just want to join the normal military. I wanted to join the best. And in the UK, the best is the Royal Marines. So Afghanistan, 2006, we're in the camp. And I find myself in an unfortunate position where basically I get hit by a truck. And in front of that truck was another truck. So unfortunately, I was in between them. And the trucks were covered in armor. And the armor started where my neck was. So my head took the force of the brunt. So I, I crushed my jaw. It was unhinged and it was crushed into a few pieces. My eye socket was completely crushed. And my head, my skull was, was fractured all, all around it. There was blood dripping out my eyes, my ears, my mouth. Oh, my God. And uh, yeah, I was, in, I was in a bad spot. So... They told me, they give me the morphine. I remember that. I remember everything, actually. Until they said, we're going to put you to sleep now. We're going to send you to a place that can, because I was in the middle of the desert. Yeah. They send you to the hospital that can actually deal with this kind of injury. They, they said they were flying me to Kandahar in Afghanistan, but I actually woke up in Oman three days later where I was half kind of in and out of sort of consciousness. Yeah. And someone told me, we're going to operate on you. Anyway, they did the operation, moved me to a facility where I could recover. Here's the thing. I was obviously feeling sorry for myself at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think couldn't anybody might. I think anybody Yeah, couldn't see. Like, sorry. But for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. You, you feel sorry for yourself. You couldn't see properly, couldn't hear properly. I had spinal fluid dripping out of my nose. I was in a bad way. Anyway, here's the crazy thing that happened. When they put me in the facility where I was healing, there was this nice old man that would walk in every day. He was clearly a local and he was visiting this 
a gentleman opposite to me in the room. There was only me and this guy in the room. It was a huge room. It was me, one other guy. This guy was clearly disabled. He could he didn't have any control over his you know hands and feet, his face. He was making noises. He couldn't talk, and he was always trying to bite himself. So after about a week of this, and this old man coming to visit, I asked the nurse, what's the story behind this? The guy had been driving his car, the guy that was in the bed, with his sister and his mom. They crashed. Sister and mom died. He's disabled for life. However, he still has his mind completely intact. The old man that would smile at me every day and ask me how I was doing, it was his wife and his daughter in the car. He was smiling and asking me if I was okay. Wow. And the guy that he was visiting was his son. Oh. And the reason why he was trying to bite his wrists is because he was trying to kill himself because he couldn't handle the fact that he killed his mom and his sister. Yeah. And that instant when I heard that story, everything just disappeared. All the feeling sorry for myself, all the pain I was in, I was like, wow, I am doing okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just a perspective change. Like, oh my god, I can't believe it. So, yeah, it was really bad what happened to me. But honestly, I can't complain. I'm absolutely fine. I'm still alive. It was a close call, but you know, people have got it worse. It's a major close call. I mean, look at you. No one ever thought. I mean, you're a good-looking guy, and like, holy cow! Like they they did a good job putting you back together. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually see those. The left side of my jaw, like you can't really can't see on camera, but now the left side of my jaw sticks up. I have small scars on my nose, on my ears, on the back of my head, but it's no big deal. Yeah, you're doing all right, though, I'd say. Well, I mean, good for you. And so now after you recovered, is that when you start, You when did you start BoxyCo? Or when did you become a personal trainer? Actually, where did that yeah. start? Just real quick timeline, like Marines at 16. I was five years serving. I left. I actually traveled the world for four years backpacking with a friend. Cool. Then at the end of that four years, I decided to move to Dubai on my own because I wanted something more. You know, I wanted to earn some money, start a business. And yeah. Dubai just seemed like the place to be. I didn't know anyone here. And I spent, I set up my first business after six months of being here, ran that for three and a half years, sold my shares. Did some more research around the world, flew to New York, Amsterdam, different places in Europe, London, did research at different studios, and then opened up Boxica. It was September 2020, one week when we here got out of lockdown. Okay. So it was COVID lockdown. Yeah. The construction was going on through lockdown. We were still allowed to build. And one week after it, we opened our exercise studio when people didn't want to be near people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it was tough. That first year was very difficult mentally and physically. I have a business partner. I honestly put all of my life savings into this business. My business partner is doing a lot of other different businesses. It was a small part of his, you know, kind of work. Yeah. It was stressful. But luckily I had him guiding me. I had my own personal habits which we'll talk about that keep me centered and focused during traumatic events or turmoil or whatever's going on you know financially uh but luckily we focused on people and our focus from the beginning was always to build a community yeah so during that time people were obviously stressed out just been through covid we focused on building 
a community, making Boxcar like their second home, yeah, making it unintimidating and fun. And we expanded. We opened up another studio. We expanded into the outdoor area. And you know, three years later, we're we're doing upwards of a million dollars in revenue. We have six hundred members. Wow, it, it's a success, but. It's easy for me to say that here on the call, like, yeah, it was a success, but it was three years of like graph, you know? Yeah. Well, I think any entrepreneur, so I mean, the show obviously caters to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people that are doing their own thing. And I think that the the wisdom comes from the struggle and the journey of finding that success, right? And that's what people come to the show to hear is like, okay, how do they overcome certain things? And so how did you overcome that through COVID? What it is a studio for people to come to when people are trying to stay away from each other. Like how how long, what did you do to, to make people comfortable to come into your studio during that time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, from the start, always wanted to make people feel comfortable coming to Boxing in the sense that when you go to a lot of exercise studios, you feel intimidated. Yeah. Right. You're exercising in front of people. So we built it and we trained the team and the coaches and the whole atmosphere and the lighting to the music to everything. But when they walk in, they feel like, oh, these people are really friendly. Oh, these people actually care. Oh, I feel comfortable. The lights are a bit darker. The workout's set up in a way that anyone from all fitness levels can do it. We hold events for our members every month, either in the gym or out of the gym. We know all of our members' names. We know their dog's names. We know their kids' names. We have family days. We wanted to build somewhere that felt like a second home for people. Yeah, I love that. And so it it works both ways. It's good for business because people don't easily leave a relationship, right? Looking at someone in the eyes that they know that their friends are like, I don't want to come here anymore. It's difficult for them. But then it also works on the other side. They stay consistent with their training. They enjoy coming. Yeah. It literally feels like a second home. So they actually get better results from it as well. I love that. So I'm big into, I mean, I'm a former personal trainer. I used to compete in um, figure shows. And I have a lot of a lot of people, like women, I know like friends of mine, always like felt uncomfortable going into the gym. I didn't have that problem because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> For sure. You've got, you've got bigger arms than me. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But I've always loved working out. I, I started work training when I was in like high school. So I was always comfortable in the gym. But that's a big thing where people, especially women, you, they are very uncomfortable going to gym and working out in front of people, which is very interesting to me. I never thought about that until my girlfriends started talking to me about it and they wanted me to go to the gym with them. And I'm like, well, why? Who cares? Put your earphones in. <laughs> like, so, yeah. So making people feel comfortable has been part of your success of your studio then. 100%. We, it, it all starts with the first interaction. It's that initial first contact with the team, making sure that they feel like, Everything's taken care of for them. The coaches are trained in a way that they spend time with that first time. They talk to them. Yeah. They find out their name, where they're from. They try to build up a somewhat of a relationship with them so they feel comfortable around the coach, you know? Yeah. The dark, the, the room is a little bit darker. Oh, okay. Right? So, yeah, it's kind of like a nightclub in there, if you like. So people feel more comfortable, right? We have people of all fitness levels come into us. We have Bavarian fit people that haven't trained for five years, and we have the super fit people. But generally, we're not a community of athletes, less regular moms, dads, 
business owners, you know, workers, people that just want to be fit for their families and be healthy. You know, most of them are not aiming to get like shredded abs or anything like that. Yeah. What? Yeah, I have a question. What is it like building a business in Dubai? Is it different there versus like where you for the the UK where you come from? Um. Well, I haven't built a business in the UK, so oh, okay. I, I don't know in that sense, but I, one thing that's good about Dubai is it's a booming city. Okay. It's expanding very fast. There's new buildings and new stuff opening. It seems like you blink and there's mm -hmm. another project coming. There's a lot of people moving here since COVID. Although it was a struggle, yeah. what we did, there was... 22 billionaires and 4,000 millionaires that applied for residency here during COVID because yeah. of the way they handled it. So we, it, it, you know, economy-wise, we've been on the up and up since yeah. then. Yeah. So we've been lucky. It was very tough at the beginning, but now, you know, think, things are great here. Yeah, you're thriving. I mean, I'm just curious. Like, so D Dubai then obviously supports new businesses, and how do they help you grow? Do they have resources like that for businesses that are starting up, like yourself? They don't really help you grow. I mean, the city helps you grow, sure, naturally, right? And and the the how how people are attracted here and the co different communities that are popping up here. So there's a lot of opportunity, but help actually help you in a way. I mean. Does anyone help you with business? Well, so here in the U.S., there's like different resources that you could apply for to help you with your business, to help it grow. So that's what I mean. I mean, I, I'm just curious because, I mean, I've heard so many great things about Dubai and it's just interesting to learn. Somebody's listening and they are, I mean, I know I have old clients that I, that I coached for podcasting that live in Dubai. And so, you know, I'm just curious okay. if there are resources there for people to get started with a startup. I'm sure there is. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of investors here. There's okay. a lot of money here, yeah. right? So in that sense, you know, for, for us, we put our own money into the business. But if we ever did want investment, multiple times over the years, I've been approached. People really? wanting to invest. Expect, yeah, multiple times. But money's, money's not a problem here, you know? Um, if you've got your head on your shoulders and you've got a vision and you're willing to work hard, it's also... People think, if I move to Dubai, I'm just going to get rich. I mean, I've been here 10 years and I'm only just getting the financial, some financial success from 10 years of being here. Do you know what I mean? It's not, yeah. it's not like you come here and automatically things start clicking. You have to put your time in. But this is home for me, you know? I love it here. It's amazing. It's an amazing city. I love it. You're making me want to come visit. Um, <laughs> you had mentioned that you were going to share things that you do going through traumatic things. Like d different, yeah. yeah. Can you share that with us? What did you mean by that? For sure. Um, I coach people from all around the world. And basically how I coach them is I teach them what's worked for me. So I've been through, I have an amazing wife. We've been married almost 10 years, but I had to deal with a lot of issues from my childhood. As I told you in the beginning, yeah. parents divorced when I was 12, right? That obviously carried with me into adult life. And we went through some tough times. It's amazing now because I realized that the problem was me and not my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and usually I got, it. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got my head crushed in Afghanistan. 
And the recovery of that was tough. I mean, you know, it, it changed the way I look. It, I, I couldn't see properly. My confidence took a massive yeah. hit. And during that time and, and other, you know, even the, the setting up the business during COVID thing, when I put my life savings into it, and there were some days where I was like, oh, I think, I think I've just lost my whole, you know, life savings. What kept me and my, and what I help my clients with when they're going through their traumatic uh, events in life is staying centered with a set of habits, a set of daily routines that you do to keep you in a mental space yeah. that's conducive to fighting these issues, right? Getting through these challenges in life. So you know from your history, your training and going to the gym, how do you feel after a workout? Great. Right, exactly. So why wouldn't you why wouldn't you wake up in the morning and have a non-negotiable habit to move, train, do something that's gonna get your blood flowing, that's gonna elevate your mindset and bring you from here when you wake up to here, right? Yeah. So you've got this central point, this habit that you do every day, and it's not just working out. You, you work out, you stay hydrated, you stay on point with your nutrition. You read positive books. Mm-hmm. There's a list of like five things. When you're, cat, I mean, I don't believe you have really control of anything in life. I mean, God or the universe has control, but you have kind of control of these things and you do them every day. And it puts you into a, a mindset from doing your workout, eating the healthy food, staying hydrated, staying positive, reading the books, you're elevating yourself to here. So now when all these things come at you or you make decisions, you need to take risks in business, you're meeting people, you're shaking hands with people, you're doing deals, whatever it is you do with life, you're not doing it from this mindset perspective, you're doing it from here. Yeah. You're a different person after you trained. You're a different person when you build the self-trust with yourself. I can stay on my diet, which is one of the hardest things for people to do. Yep. I work out every day. I wake up early every day. I am unstoppable. I'm confident. I've got the discipline and the habits that can handle anything. And over time, yeah, it might not make a big difference in a few days, but over years, if you're attacking everything here, you'll completely change your life. Yeah. So that's one of my firm beliefs, and, and that's what I teach. I love that. I can totally relate to that. Yes. Uh, Cyrus, what's next for Boxica and your brand? Yeah, Boxica, I mean, we've expanded where in our location as much as we can. There's no more shops free in the building. And we are, we're just going to continue growing the community. I mean, we're kind of getting full at our location. There could be potential to expand into other locations around the Middle East. We have been approached by other investors to do that. So that that could be an option for Boxica. Right now, I'm focused on running the business, enhancing what we offer for our members. You know, we do a lot of different things like ice bath sessions, breathing sessions, yoga. We're starting to come into the the mental health side of things as well. Although boxing and fitness is uh, good for mental health, right? Punching something is amazing for your mental health. So for me personally as well, like as a an influencer and a leader in the space, I'm focusing on reaching an audience with my coaching around the world and in Dubai as well and expanding online that way and just growing, you know, growing organically. 
I love it. Where can people find you, connect with you, and learn more or support you or work with you? Whatever whatever they want to do. Instagram, always the best place to find me. It's at Coach Cyrus. That's Coach C-Y-R-U-S. Yes, and his uh, Instagram is pretty robust, so I'm sure you will enjoy checking him out. So don't forget to follow. I'll put that link in the show notes. You guys, if you connected with him and at all, do not hesitate to reach out to him, send him a message. And if you're in Dubai, go check out BoxyCon. Cyrus is- 100%. Yeah, if you're, I, I'm gonna, I want to come. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna, I want to come work out. Uh, this is the part. Welcome anytime. Thank you. Uh, where I like to ask for last words of wisdom or advice. What would you like to leave with us today? I would like to say exactly what I've just spoke about. You know, regardless of what you've got going on in your life, we're all dealing with challenges in relationship, health, family, financial, whatever it is. Don't break your daily routine, that time for yourself where you work out, you elevate your mindset, and you stay on your nutrition. That's normally the first thing that people drop when they're going through some kind of challenge. But if you keep those habits in your routine, trust me, getting through those challenges is going to be so much more easier. And after you've worked out, any challenge that you're going through doesn't seem as big after the workout. That's true. I love it. Cyrus, thank you for sharing your story. You're a true testament of like getting your head crushed and recovering and bouncing back and being successful is truly an example of how resilient we are as human beings and that we can be unstoppable no matter what. And it is all, you know, in our minds and, and having that mindset 100%. to keep moving. Forward. So we appreciate you. Thank you for being such a dynamic guest. And we wish you much, much success with your online community and Boxica in Dubai. In Dubai. Thank you so much. I You're welcome. It. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radalescu with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. As always, don't forget to subscribe, follow, rate, review, comment, share, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.